What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Thursday, June 4th. Here's what you missed while you were wondering if the riots would ruin your phase two plans this weekend. Priorities, people. So both Republicans and his former teammates are starting to run away from the president's statements these past few weeks. We heard about Pat Robertson yesterday. Jeez, even George W. Bush made a statement. Which, side note, how did he get so viejito corchicho in his old age? I mean, I remember when we were protesting him and the war in Iraq. How times change. Anyway, here's what he said. Laura and I are anguished by the brutal suffocation of George Floyd and disturbed by the injustice and fear that suffocate our country. Yet, we've resisted the urge to speak out because this is not the time for us to lecture. It's the time for us to listen. It's time for America to examine our tragic failures. And as we do, we will also see some of our redeeming strengths, the statement said. Then we have former Defense Secretary General Mad Dog Mattis saying some of the most logical and coherent things about this presidency I've really heard. This is the second Defense Secretary that's broken with the president in as many days. I have watched this week's unfolding events angry and appalled. The words equal justice under law are carved in the pediment of the United States Supreme Court. This is precisely what protesters are rightly demanding. We must not be distracted by a small number of lawbreakers. The protests are defined by tens of thousands of people of conscience who are insisting that we live up to our values, our values as people and our values as a nation. He goes on, we must reject and hold accountable those in office who would make a mockery of our constitution. Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us, Mattis continued. We are witnessing the consequences of three years of this deliberate effort. We are witnessing the consequences of three years without mature leadership. Ouch. He continued to go on, but it was more of the same story. He's been pretty silent since he resigned last year, but I'm guessing his period of silence is now over. And it seems like pff, he's right. The president doesn't seem to care about the Constitution because today Trump hinted again that he's probably going to give a pardon to his homie and arch-villain cosplay professional Roger Stone. Yeah, he basically promised that Stone won't serve any time for lying to the FBI about WikiLeaks. So, great. Won't that be a hoot? So this is interesting. The Senate has passed an earlier House bill designed to help out the Payroll Protection Program, or PPP loans. Damn near unanimous vote, too. Here's the short of it. Changes two major parts of the original PPP loan program. Because remember, in order to qualify for loan forgiveness, you had to do certain things, and two of them were that at least 75% of the loan had to be used for payroll costs, and you had to start using that money within the first eight weeks. And this was causing dilemmas with many businesses trying to get started up again. Their employees were previously furloughed, and with the economic stimulus package and unemployment benefits, they were typically making more than if they'd return back to work. More on that in the next story. But because of this, employers face the challenge. Hire new people that want to return to work and have to retrain them? Ruin my current employees? <sighs> but if they don't want to pay back the loan... 
those were the terms. So now they actually have 24 weeks to start using the money. So no need to rush back if your area isn't yet opening up. And payroll costs now only need to be 60% of spending. This allows for usage of the monies for other costs to get back up and running after the vid caused businesses all over to shut down. Quoting Senator Chuck Schumer, we can't wait any longer. Businesses are really suffering for lack of these changes. We must get this done. Businesses are going under every day. So this is great news if your small business isn't having Super Bowl-sized sales every day. Yeah, I said I would follow up in the next story about stimulus monies and what it's doing to bank accounts. Because even though 41 million people are out of a job, and we have 15% unemployment. Quote, Americans' household savings and personal income posted record increases in April. It's confusing, but it also makes sense. Check out these April stats. Consumer spending dropped 13.6%, the biggest monthly decline on record. Not surprising given nationwide lockdowns. Americans mainly spend on essentials given the economic uncertainty, but personal income jumped 10.5%, thanks both to the $1,200 stimulus checks and the $600 a week extra in unemployment benefits. According to a study by 538, 68% of unemployed workers who can receive benefits are eligible for payments larger than their original salaries. Wages and salaries fell 8%, but that was more than offset by unemployment stimulus checks. People made more money this April than last April on average, and the personal savings rate soared to 33% in April, meaning that Americans saved 33% of their disposable income. That's an all-time high. That's a dramatic increase from 12.5% in March, and it's quadruple February's rate of 8.2%. Now, Americans are historically bad savers. The U.S. is a more consumerist and debt-loving country with many living on the financial edge. 78% of U.S. workers were living paycheck to paycheck in January of last year. Around 40% of U.S. households wouldn't even be able to come up with $400 for an emergency expense. But now that job and economic stability are far from a sure thing, Americans are turning to savings as a survival instinct in a time of crisis. So the takeaway, too much savings could actually hurt the economy. You're not buying is someone else's not earning. And crucially, these enhanced unemployment benefits and small business loans keeping many afloat are going to start to run dry in July. So we need some combo of economic reopening, control of the vid, and more government emergency assistance. Fast, end quote. Now, my only thing is, where do they spend it? Most things are still closed. You can't really fly, so staycations i guess that's where a lot of people spend money i don't know but stop saving and spend 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 people what morty no i love it you did the most important thing you, you bought something what you bought something with money god i love money so much morty Are you being sarcastic merchandise morty your only purpose in life is to buy and consume merchandise and you did it you went into a store, an actual honest-to-God store, and you bought something. You didn't ask questions or raise ethical complaints. You you just looked straight into the bleeding jaws of capitalism and said, Yes, Daddy, please. And I'm, I'm so proud of you. I only wish you could have bought more. I I love buying things so much, Morty. Rick, I, are you... Do you need to go to the hospital? I love you, Morty. 
Hey, what the f***, Morty? The train you got me just completely derailed itself. There's blood all over the windows oh, man, on it. I'm sorry, Rick. I guess I'll return it. Return? Are you insane? Did you hear nothing I said? Buy another one, Morty. Consume, Morty. Nobody's out there shopping with this f virus. Where's your f wallet? <laughs> I don't know how I missed this story yesterday, but while we're protesting injustice here in America, let's not forget that they're still protesting in Hong Kong. Last week, I told you about that national security law that Beijing was trying to pass over Hong Kong, and a couple days later, they actually passed it. In response to this, we've seen many countries offer support to Hong Kong citizens, including the president of Taiwan, another disputed nation with China. Quote, she tweeted that she's working to draw up a humanitarian assistance action plan for Hong Kong citizens that lays out clear, complete plans for their residents, placement, employment, and life in Taiwan as soon as possible. Regarding the U.S., this week, Senator Mitch McConnell said the U.S. response should mirror those of other democracies who have opened their doors to Hong Kongers fleeing oppression. Way to be a leader, Mitch. But hey, at least we did see Mike Pompeo do something last week. And you'd think that's daring. But no one stepped on Beijing toes like U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Because if you'll recall, Hong Kong was a colony of the U.K. until 1997, so they didn't take it too well when he pledged refuge and a path to British citizenship for almost 3 million Hong Kong residents. Quote, Johnson said, if China proceeds, this would be in direct conflict with its obligations under the Joint Declaration, a legally binding treaty registered with the United Nations. Notably, Johnson plans to extend British national overseas passports to allow Hong Kong residents to come to the United Kingdom for a renewable period of 12 months. They would then be given further immigration rights including the right to work, which could place them on a route to citizenship. Currently, about 350,000 people hold BNO passports. Another 2.5 million are eligible for them. In fact, anyone born before 97 is able to apply for one. So how do you think China replied? Quote, we advise the UK to step back from the brink, abandon their Cold War mentality and colonial mindset, and recognize and respect the fact that Hong Kong has returned to China. Zhao Lijian's spokesperson for China Foreign Ministry said, Zhao added that London must immediately stop interfering in Hong Kong's affairs and China's internal affairs, or this will definitely back fire. And it doesn't seem like the UK is about to back down. Dominic Robb, the UK's foreign secretary, has been urging other countries to offer visas to Hong Kong residents, including Australia, New Zealand, the US, and Canada, end quote. So, like I said last week, this is where we're at with this for now, and I'm sure there'll be more updates to come. So, let's not forget to represent for the Hong Kongers. Their democratic protests continue to shine light on oppressors as well. Okay, so if you've ever wanted to leave Facebook for some time, but keep getting stuck with one reason or another, now there's one less. So if photos that you've uploaded to Facebook over the years were why you just couldn't let go of that Facebook account, well, they've now rolled out an easy method for transferring all of your Facebook photos directly to another data hoarder, Google Photos. Quoting TechCrunch, the data portability feature enables users of the social network to directly port a copy of their photos to Google's photo servers via 
encrypted transfer rather than needing to download and manually upload photos themselves, thereby reducing the hassle involved with switching to a rival service. Facebook users can find the option to transfer a copy of your photos and videos under the Your Facebook Information Settings menu, end quote. So this comes actually one day after Facebook also gave you the ability to bulk delete all those embarrassing old posts you don't want your employer to find. It's called Manage Activity, and it basically just lets you choose posts from your activity log and dump them. TNW says the company frames the feature as a way to tailor your Facebook when you go through a major life change, such as a breakup or a job hunt. Here's how it'll work. You find this feature in your activity log. Once you select the option, you'll be shown a list of all your posts. You can then filter your post by type. You pick which post you no longer want to see and you can archive or delete them. Archive lets you keep the post, but just hide them from the view of anyone. Posts sent to the trash can stay for 30 days before being permanent. So if you've been questioning all those political posts that you maybe wrote in 2015 and you might have made public or maybe all those Justin Bieber posts that you made back in 2009, now's the time to check. I wish I could just make them private instead of archive them but oh well time to get to work well my beautiful people those are my top five news stories of the day well what a week this has been and it looks like drew Brees is now walking back his comments about taking a knee during the anthem i mean he's still not getting what the protests are about and He's ready to tear that locker room apart, but I guess now he's issued some kind of apology or whatever. But hey, whatever helps weaken the Saints so that the Bucks win the division, I might be okay with, I don't know. But I'm def glad to hang it up for the week and decompress. Hopefully, you can all stay safe and make it count again this weekend. Embrace the moments that we have. And as always, remember to stay focused. Stay proud and stay dedicated. Dodge the rest. We'll talk next week because I got you with the news.